0: Hey guys, and welcome to Personality Bingo with me, your host, Tom Moran. So this week on the podcast, we have the brilliant Amelia Stewart. Amelia is a Dublin-based actor who can currently be seen in The Snapper by Roddy Doyle at the Gate Theatre. It had a massive run. It's been an absolutely rip-roaring success for the summer. It's unreal uh, to see it doing so well, and um, she's absolutely doing brilliant work in that, which is always great to see. Uh, Amelia is also a director, having directed loads of stuff at the Theatre Upstairs, stuff that's toured nationally. Uh, I've been lucky enough to see her uh, on stage in other productions, like Murder of Crows by Lee Coffey from all sides now at The Fringe. But as well as that, um, she is on Fair City. She is... Katie O'Brien in Fair City and was part of one of the most record-breaking storylines in Irish television history Um, when she was locked away by the brilliant Johnny Ward. Um, So that was, I mean, just such a sensation. There were petitions to get Katie released, all this mad sort of stuff. So, I mean, she was uh, in the centre of that storm and a teacup, so to speak. Um, So I'm sure we'll get into all of that. ...on the episode. In other news, I've just finished up our run of Copperface Jacks the Musical. Uh, it's such a bittersweet feeling finishing the show because we were all so proud of what we did. and you know It was such a successful run, I mean, just in terms of box office and audience reaction, which is always so lovely. But even from a personal perspective, to get to work with people like Paul Howard and Carl Harper and Cahill Sinnett, And then just the incredible cast. And I really mean that the, the energy that was kind of generated in that stage each night was really special. And um, we just had the best summer doing it. Uh, and hopefully... Uh, it won't be the last of Copperface Jack's The Musical. Uh, I'm off on a little holiday for the first time probably since I've started doing this podcast and going and doing a little solo trip. A little bit nervous about it starting in Amsterdam um, tomorrow. I literally booked it on a Tuesday booked the interrail ticket on a Wednesday and then um, I'm flying out on the Thursday so a little bit nervous, but in the good way, I think it's going to be a great challenge. And um, so, if you have any interesting tips, <laughs> send them my way. Personality Bingo has now become a travel podcast. Um, so, guys, enough of my nonsense. Please enjoy the brilliant Amelia Stewart playing Personality Bingo with Tom Noah. Amelia Stewart, ready to play personality bingo? I am. All right, sweet, let's do it. So a quick explanation of how it all works. Uh, I have 60 minutes on the clock. I've got 60 questions here, and I've got 60 balls that link up with the questions. Uh, I've also given you five numbers on that sheet of paper, but do you do me a favour and read out the five.
1: 33, yeah. 8, yeah.
0: 34, okay. 14, yeah. and 60. Nice one. Uh, do me another favour. Pick a uh, six number, something between one and 60 that's not already there.
1: Five.
0: Five. Very decisive. Any reason? My favourite number nice one why <laughs> just so he has been
1: i don't know i just like
0: it yeah five times like tables the Where they there. good <laughs> yeah. i love the, the eight times tables i love them oh, no i don't know why did you learn tables up until like was it did you go like say five until 10 or did you go five until 12 because we never went past 10 but I feel we never
1: went past 10 either
0: i think some schools did they went 11 and 12 really yeah i mean they got a big advantage in us in life
1: Oh my god, I'd still panic if someone asked me. Twelve, yeah. eleven, you could kind of maybe yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah, just but stick it. Twelve, in. I'd just have a panic attack.
0: Yeah, I would too. <laughs> maybe, maybe we would have been accountants and very wealthy if we'd done that instead.
1: That'd be nice, <laughs> wouldn't it? Instead of this, nice is. and secure. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, and I should say right that if all six-year numbers do come out, that means the tables are turned, and you can ask me any question in the whole wide world. Right, and I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> right, we give it a spin. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. First one out the gate, we have number 50. Do you have it?
1: I don't. No
0: worries, number 50. The question is, when was the last time you wrote a letter?
1: Um, <laughs> I actually started writing letters about two months ago again. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, My boyfriend was away and we decided to do that. So I was writing a letter a day. Really? Yeah, and I wasn't actually even sending it to him. I was keeping it. And then I gave them to him when I saw him. It was really... Nice and romantic, and really I was getting romantic. them as well. So, yeah, it was really, I felt like I was in uh, Pride and Prejudice or something. Gas. Yes. I know. <laughs> but
0: they're so, like, Is in, fair play to you, because I always say this when that question comes up, I always, whenever I get a letter, I'm always like, this is deadly. This is so Isn't much better than email or a text or text whatever. Texts because
1: they're so short, but it's the, you really go into, like, detail, and it's re- I think it's really sweet. But I find myself now, sometimes, instead of sending text messages, writing notes in my phone of text messages, I would... Send and then I'll be like, these are all the texts I would have sent you today because I'm trying not to use my phone as much.
0: That's so good. Yeah, that's it's so good. very fresh. What? <laughs> what? What? Was there like anything that sparked that like change of mind? I suppose.
1: I think yeah. I I was on my phone all the time, and I was like even walking around town. Like if my phone was dead, I'd be panicking. I wouldn't li- be able to listen to music. I couldn't call someone to walk. I was like, why do I do that? So I just thought. I'm going to have to really do it and cut off, like, delete apps of on my phone. So I started deleting all the apps, except Instagram, because I do love that. <laughs> um, But Twitter, I deleted the Twitter app, and I deleted the Facebook and Messenger app. So you'd have to, like, go to the trouble of signing in. So I was like, well, if I don't have that, then what do I do? And then I'd usually listen to, like, a podcast or um listen to music. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll cut back and I'll only listen to a podcast. And then I put the podcast out, and I was like, okay, if I'm walking from A to B... I'm walking, well, just my thoughts. So yeah, it feels really good. It was so difficult to do, but I feel much better.
0: Yeah, you know, you know it's so true. Cause I was just saying to you off mic about going away, you know, and doing the solo yeah. travel. And like- That's I, why
1: I'm encouraging it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I know, no, it's good. But I mean, like by the same token, I made the joke with you. I was like, it'll either go one or two ways, I'll meet loads of, you know, incredible like people yeah. and like have these amazing relationships and friendships with people from all around the world. Or I'll be in my head and I'll just be listening to like podcasts and yeah, yeah. they'll be my friends. You know you what won't, I
1: mean? Because you won't have a chance to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I think you're right, but um, but that's great. And so with the letters, right? Mm. So you were saying that that your boyfriend was away and you were saying, but you weren't sending them.
1: No, it wasn't. We weren't sending them. We were keeping them. I'm like,
0: so you're nearly just in your feelings about each other.
1: Kind of, yeah. Right. Because it was really nice then to be like, these are all the letters I wrote. You know, and you just, just sit down and read them, and i don't I think you really find something in that because totally. I don't think you can i think in texts things don't come across very well because they're so short and mm-hmm. to the point mm-hmm. whereas in a letter reading it you, you you divulge so much more of yourself into a letter because you're handwriting it and you really think about what's going in instead of just something really quick and really smart, so
0: it's interesting you with know? like that as well is that like you know the way with letters and texts like it's not quite, it's a conversation in the sense of you're picking up yeah. the tone of someone else's text exactly. and you're applying in that tone. Yeah. You know what I mean? For example, like you know the way sometimes someone will send you a text with emojis so you'll send emojis back and if I they don't know. use emojis they mo- if they send you an X you'll send an X back if they don't yeah. use a kind of thing you can pick up a tone whereas with this you were kind of like in your own heads yeah. like was the tone of each other's letters did they match or like were you very different to his or one was way longer one was way shorter?
1: They they did kind of match yeah Um, it depends on the day really. Sure. you know because we were I I was in work so there'd be some days that like I was so wrecked from rehearsals that it'd be so short it would only be like half a page mm. And then there's other days that it'd be like eight pages long wow you know yeah yeah because like, I think it is your train of thought is so much purer in a letter because there's no interaction so yeah it's great I know I'd really like it. letters are the way forward <laughs> love I it. Ju- it but it's really good to get your feelings out on a page as well no I totally you know? I, th-
0: I think it's amazing yeah Right. <laughs> Maybe I'll write, you, I'll write you a letter from fucking Bucharest or something. But you better <laughs> now. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number 25, do you have it?
1: No. Ugh.
0: Oh, well, do you know what's interesting? It's been five, your number, multiplied by five, 25, five multiplied by 10, 50. Just saying. It is my lucky number. <laughs> 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 number 25. Um, tell us something about yourself that when people hear it, they're generally surprised.
1: Um. Oh, God, I don't know.
0: Any weird little facts about... Emilia.
1: Any weird facts about me? Well, I'm like sure I mean, there is. I was
0: surprised that you were writing letters in a really nice way. I think that's <laughs> right.
1: Um, I'm a really good cook. Are you? Yeah, I really enjoy cooking.
0: What's your um? Do you have like a a go to?
1: Yeah, recently I I like really spicy food, so I've do I've I'm kind of doing a lot of barbecue stuff now, like like Texas baked beans and. Like chicken wings, and like every time I go back to it, I'm trying something different. Mm. Like, yeah, I love cooking. I, th- I think it's really therapeutic.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Do you like, do you like, Um, like, do you, do you ever have like dinner parties or like, do you like cooking for a, a big group or like for yeah, mates or I whatever? I do,
1: but like, I, we used to live in a really small little apartment and you could, there was no table or anything. But, um, with two of my friends, <laughs> that is my secret thing actually, because, um, me and my two friends, and, um, we used to live next door to them and they'd have dinner parties all the time. Yeah. And they just cook for me. But before we moved out, we had a dinner party together and I brought chicken wings, um Texas big beans, and something else. I think it was like chicken thighs, but I would like marinated them and like I spent an awful lot of time on this meal. Right. Okay. And um my friend Laura was like, "Now we find out you can cook. You're leaving and now you bring this to the table."
0: <laughs> the last day. Yeah,
1: and I was like, "I actually haven't really cooked for anyone, have I?" You know?
0: It's scary, so, like, as well. Yeah. It's kind of a vulnerable thing to do.
1: It's laziness. Yeah, okay, sure. Delivero. Deliveroo. That's... I forgot how much I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. Which is
0: cool. I know. Do you know, it, like, Deliveroo is so weird because I don't really not remember exactly when it became a thing, but, like... Oh, it's
1: a thing, yeah, Like, they're it?
0: as common as Dublin buses. Yeah. Maybe more so. Yeah. Like, it's unreal. I don't think I've ever had anything delivered by Deliveroo either. Have you not? No.
1: Oh, God. I've probably had as many things delivered by them as... Many delivery people I've nearly run over. <laughs> <laughs> it's You're
0: just like playing like bumper cars with them. <laughs>
1: it's crazy. They're everywhere, like yeah. fair blades and I couldn't.
0: I know. I think and it's pr- I think like it's it's kind of um like Did yeah, do they have to do proper training for it and all?
1: They do. I applied for it like a couple of years ago. I was like, I'm gonna do that now, like, jump on my bike mm. and deliver some food but absolutely I like, couldn't. First of all, they were like we've too many drivers at the minute, which is apparent. But I'm glad now that there wasn't. But me driving around my little bike.
0: I know. Well, I think everyone has that fantasy of being like, well, it'd be great because I'll, you know, I'll earn my few bob and then I'll be like getting my fit well. and like I'll yeah. get to know all the little nooks and crannies of yeah. the city. that's
1: exactly everything that went through my head. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. No, it all
0: makes total sense. Like I totally get it. But uh, but then, yeah, I'd say it's a bit of a nightmare job as well. Yeah, um, I'd say so. Yeah. Right. Are you able to spin? Right. Okay, here we go. Number 59. Do you have it? No. No worries. Have you ever had a near-death experience?
1: Um my appendix burst. Oh yeah? Yeah. I was um up in Belfast on a girls' holiday with um a couple of friends of mine. And on the first night I felt really sick and I like didn't say anything. I was drinking blue wicked. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah. And um I was puking green and I just thought, geez, I better stop drinking that wicked. It's obviously like too acidic, it's not green with me. And then the next day we went for food and I was still sick. I remember one of the girls was just like, oh, like, you know, cop on. Like, if you're not sick, maybe like we'll bring you to the hospital. And I was like, no, 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 because I am a bit of a drama queen, to be fair. Mm. And then um, we went to another nightclub the next night, and I was still getting sick. And I said, I actually think I might need to go to the hospital. And I remember in the car, like, one <laughs> of the girls was like, you better be sick. And when we got there, they were like, we've actually no surgeons on, but like, your appendix is burst, so we need to get you back to Dublin. So I was like, oh, my God. So I got back to Dublin, literally got into James's hospital. I was sitting there and like five seconds later, they were putting these weird socks on me and just wheeling me down to the theatre. And I remember thinking in my head, like, I've heard about people like dying from this. Yeah. And I did think I was just like, I wonder if I'm going to live. And then I woke up the next, like after the surgery. But yeah, it was really scary.
0: How old were you when that happened?
1: I was 20, 21. Right.
0: Yeah. Jesus. And did the did the girls drive you back or did they put you the in there? The
1: girls hand? drive me back because they were like, I think an ambulance, like even getting an ambulance, it'd be the same kind of time anyway because it was all motorway. Yeah. But Jesus, like, it would have been a fortune.
0: And was it, a, like, was it when you woke up the next day, were you in bits? Was it really painful?
1: Oh, no, because the next day I was in my element because all the morphine. <laughs> but I remember trying to stand up and being like, oh, because it happened, the way it happened, they had to, they had to make three incisions. And they ruined my poor little belly button, and um, they had to get out all the whatever bursts. It was ho- like it was horrible. Yeah. I remember thinking, "Now that that's it. Now that, that's ruined my life." Obviously, well, like it was grand. It all healed.
0: Do you do you have like are, is there visible scarring on your tummy? There is, yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. I I got my appendix out as well. Yeah, I did. It didn't burst, but I think like. I'm sure everyone thinks oh, I nearly burst, could've burst. No, mine <laughs> like actually burst. Yeah, yours actually burst. Yeah, yeah.
1: I left it so long. Mm. Like it was so scary.
0: I know, but it, I think especially like when when you've been drinking, then you kind of and you're sick, then you kind of you might have that thing going on where you're like oh, I deserve this, like self inflicted. Yeah, you know it's what I
1: mean. Why am I so sick?
0: Yeah, especially off Blue Wicked. You no, know, it's I not know exactly. I know what I
1: mean. I, like I was taking um, what are those things called for your stomach? motiliums? Oh yeah. Like and I remember even before I went, um, I went up to the square. And got, like, a box motillion for the road. Because, like, oh, my stomach's not feeling too well. So, it was, like, coming on for, a, like, a while. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. No, it burst.
0: <laughs> well, you, you survived to tell the tale. I think did. that's the first time that question's ever come up. Because um, I was a bit, like, I think that's a really interesting question to ask someone. But yeah. it's also, like, you wouldn't want to, like, you know, overstep or anything. Yeah,
1: it could be a dangerous question to ask.
0: It could, like, yeah. if someone, like, I, I don't know, had just lost someone. Or if someone had... yeah. But, um, fuck it. But <laughs> <laughs> well it came out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like your appendix. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Number 23. Do you have it? No. When was the last time you said a prayer?
1: Um, I can't actually remember. Probably, yeah, probably at my grandmother's funeral, I'd mm. say. Mm.
0: Mm. When did she pass away? Uh, three years ago. Okay.
1: Yeah. On my birthday.
0: Oh. Mm, I know. Really? So weird. Yeah. Isn't it weird? And were you close?
1: Very close. We lived together, so. Ah, wow. Yeah.
0: And what you like, what was you? Did did you, are you an atheist or agnostic or do you believe in God or? I
1: don't know what I believe in. I I think I was an atheist for a very long time, but I think now, like, I'm trying to find some kind of spirituality. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I I really want something to kind of believe. I think as well, like, I kind of learned recently, like, um, He's saying God instead of like God, like a big man in the sky. It's good orderly direction, so um, I think that direction comes from somewhere. Sure, if you open yourself up to it. So that's kind of where I'm at now, religion wise. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I wouldn't be one for for praying. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's interesting. Do you ever like? <laughs> do you talk to the sky? Do you know that way? Like, do you talk? Do you like? Do you, um.
1: I kind of talk to myself a lot. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, no, it does. I think. Yeah. Like, I mean,
0: I think that's probably what praying was for a lot of people. Do yeah. You know what I mean?
1: It's just, just I think praying is a really good way to like talk to yourself in your head, and not feel insane.
0: Yeah, like you know all that stuff you hear about, like now the way everyone like you know people are shifting more and more towards like mindfulness and positivity yeah, yeah. and gratitude and all this. Like, I wonder to what extent that's just like what the origin of prayer was in the yeah. sense of like putting stuff out in, into the I universe, it, into the universe.
1: waiting for like it to like catch on to someone come back to you
0: yeah and obviously it's it's you know i don't think it's probably i'm sure we all have an appreciation of it it's not that simple but like there does seem to be something to the fact of i mean you know the way you hear all the stories of like i don't know like you know Jim Carrey writing his check for 10 million dollars and I'm going to cash that
1: I think there's something in that though I think as well like if you start kind of living a more positive life more positive things do kind of start happening yeah you know I kind of got to a point last year where I was just like I'm not happy and then like start making like little decisions and little decisions and And I never thought this time last year I'd be as happy as I am now Mm. you know yeah like the more positive I think that you the more positive you put out there the more it comes back to you
0: and so what what were those little decisions? Like what do they what do they look like?
1: I was like, okay, I'm gonna maybe not drink as much. Sure. Because that just put me in a really like bad place. Mm. You know, maybe I'm going to contact that person that I wasn't really talking to for a while for absolutely no reason. You know, and yeah. then like finding a friendship or friendships there again that you're like, Oh god, I really missed that in my life. That really gave me something.
2: Yeah.
1: Um even spending more time with family. Like, I was terrible for being like, oh, I'm busy, I'm busy. Busy doing what? You're not that busy. You know, a call, a text, a visit, there's always time to put aside. And when I started actually making the time to put aside to see more family and friends, I felt so much more positive because they're your friends for a reason, you know? Your Mm -hmm. family really do give you something. They do feed your soul in a way, you know? So that really helped. Kind of going back to yoga, going back to dance and things that I loved growing up that I completely just cut off you know doing them again I was just like god I now I know why I've done this for so long
0: and what were the things that you, like can you pinpoint a time or reasons why you stopped doing those things that fundamentally did make you happy at one point
1: time I think yeah Not, like honestly laziness laziness and uh, complacency I just was like it's an effort to do that
0: sure but you don't strike me as a lazy or complacent person either so was it like it's I, a,
1: no, I, I was for a really while. Yeah. yeah? I kind of I like got into a slump for a couple of years there. And I was just like, oh, oh. But then just stop sighing, you know, and I'd do something about it. Yeah, you yeah. You know, like I got so lazy.
0: And <laughs> and then, oh sorry, I did this backwards, but going back then to like when you were saying like a year, uh, this time last year, you yeah. said you weren't very happy. No. Like, was, was it that laziness that was actually making you unhappiness, do you I think? I
1: think so now. I think it's the laziness first... Not finding the time for the things I actually enjoyed, Falling into a hole, um, and then keeping myself in that hole with bad decisions, mm-hmm. you know, like it was just like a, it was a, like a merry-go-round I just couldn't get off. Sure, you know.
0: And then in the sense of that, like you're really, I mean, you're very busy. You're very successful in the sense of between, I'm, I'm. I suppose I'm talking about work now in the sense yeah. of like between City and the Snapper, and then you were yeah. directing on the side and whatever other bits and bobs you're doing how do you amongst all that like do you have a a tactic or a system or a, a rule for yourself now to like carve out that time and, yeah. and make a point of it
1: absolutely like as simple as like, i used to be terrible for sleeping on right. like Till about like 11 or 12 and now i'm up in the morning And if i don't i'm actually hard on myself because like if if i get up and i do my like if i do yoga or if i just do my own warm-up even if it's just going for a run rest of the day, then everything just kind of slots in. But if I miss something, mm. I'm such a creature of routine. If I miss something, the whole day is a right off Totally. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I would be really hard on myself with that. And that's a serious downfall. Yeah. If I miss something, I'm like, oh, well, like, that's everything fucked up. Like, I don't say that.
0: Oh,
2: yeah, fucking okay, Jesus. Sure, okay. I, I was like, right. oh, no, it's <laughs> more. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just what's really cool is now you get to put the little explicit sign beside your, see if you're like Eminem or fucking like, do you remember when you like, uh, <laughs> like, you get, you get a Green Day album and you'd be like, oh, Jesus, like this. Oh, I know. <laughs> like American Idiot or whatever yeah. it might yeah. be like. There's
1: an excuse now. It's it, in the song, man. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh. Um. All right, sweet. Let's give it another spin. Here we go. Number 42. Do you have it? No. No worries, number forty two. If there was one thing you could change about Ireland, what would it be?
1: Um I don't think there's an awful lot of help for people that need it in Ireland mm. um in a mental health capacity. Sure. I really don't. Mm. Um yeah, I know like for a fact because when I, I was going through a really hard time it took me so long to find somewhere affordable. To even like just talk out how I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With somebody.
0: In terms of do you know counseling or therapy or something like that? Yeah, yeah it's
1: really hard and to find the right one. So like it's I think it's like ninety-five quid a pop to go and talk to somebody, like for just a kind of I want to make an appointment, come in, here you go. And then if that's not the right person, then you have to find somebody else. And like I think it it's really, really difficult to be able to do that in this country, I found personally. Mm. And I I think we're we're, we are really good now at saying if you need to talk to someone there's this and this and this but it's calling on the phone and the helplines isn't enough for a lot of people there's something very comforting about actually talking to a person and seeing that person because on the phone i think it can be still like a really cold kind of experience
0: totally and i I mean this completely respectfully because anyone who works in any capacity to help Anyone I- is doing such an honorable thing, but I feel like a lot of the people on the phones are possibly volunteers and stuff you know yeah. what I mean whereas if you go to like a, a cognitive behavioral therapist or whatever your yes, choice is or yeah. a counselor I mean like they're just like they do that for a living like they, yeah. they should be i mean I think it's actually the biggest tragedy when I hear like friends of my mo- because I really i love i therapy something that like I will actively check in with like every yeah. sometimes I'll go every week yeah. you know I haven't done that in years, but like you know I probably talk to my therapist like six times a year maybe like once every two months just lovely little check-in and it makes me so sad when someone had a bad experience and just didn't and it knocked them to the point where they're like i'm not trying that again yeah and and i understand that but it's it's sad because i think as you said if you find the right person can really be amazing
1: It, it, it can really change it and especially cbt i think that it's absolutely like amazing to do especially like as an actor because we're so used to taking like rejection like for every like part you get there's like fifty you don't get yeah you know, and then when you're on a streak and you're like, oh, I'm after getting this part and that part and that part and then they're like realistically you're not gonna work again unless something else from that comes of it sure and there's so many people that like Dublin is such a small pool you know it's so hard to be, like go from that high to no one ringing looking for you anymore you yeah, know yeah it's and it's hard not to take it personally, so for cbt for me I think it's great to to get back to um, how do you actually feel instead of like rejection wise instead of um, like oh god well I'm not really upset and I didn't really like that part to be like no I am upset I didn't get that and that's the truth and that's from my gut and I have to admit that yeah you know I think it's better than like um it's really toxic if you're like oh I didn't want that anyway and like oh, I didn't even care about that because that's lies you know like it's not the truth yeah it's I just not honest just, yeah exactly if you're like if you just like talk from your gut and you are honest I think it just makes life easier for yourself.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Like I think to have someone like that who is literally you know, if you have a therapist who's really good and you really like and yeah. you know, like them as a friend, I would go as far as to say, like, I love my therapist. Like yeah, I I, I
2: love I,
1: I love mine as well.
2: Th- they're it's amazing. Changed my
0: life. And like you can speak without uh like as a person I'd be quite I'd be aware of you know, I, s- I don't speak in complete sentences because I'm always thinking about how are my words going to affect Amelia now? Do you know what I mean? And I have to yeah. be constantly... Does this make me sound like I'm being arrogant? or am Because I
1: we're always on the defensive. Humans are always on the defensive. Yeah,
0: because we have to protect ourselves. That's yeah. why we're still here.
1: By the time... Like, when you, like when I was saying this to my friend um, yesterday, I was like, when you get told something from your, like the time it hits your gut, that gut feeling that you have, by the time it gets to your mouth after being processed, you're already on the defensive. Yeah. And that, like... <laughs> I was always on the defensive yeah
0: <laughs> but it what, what's lovely with with a therapist is like they're literally they're literally being paid to be there right so they don't they don't really care in the sense of like you can say what you want yeah. like, like <laughs> I remember saying to my therapist once I was like I, I, I don't think you're doing a very good job here <laughs> <laughs> like and you know that's okay like that's all part yeah. of it you know what I mean it's like I think you're being a bit easy on me and, or something like that yeah. and uh, like and, and that's that's totally fine that's all part of it you know yeah. there's something really it freeing about not having a, a um, What's the word like? F- um, censor yourself or filter yourself? because yeah, there's
1: no judgment there because they don't. Apart from being in that room, they don't know you. Yeah. They don't care what you do outside. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, totally. No, it's 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 amazing. Like it it is that thing of like um, if you could, if you could encourage someone who who had had that bad experience to just like, I guess it's like, it's, it's in weirdly like having a bad relationship and then yeah. being like, do you know what? I, I really, I'm just not gonna, I can't open myself up in that way again. Yeah. Because it's so vulnerable to sit down with a stranger and then they say, so what brought you here today? How <laughs> the fuck do you answer that question? <laughs> like, like, tw- like 25 years brought me here Give me, me an easy
2: one, please. Yeah. yeah But um,
0: yeah. All right, sweet. Will we give a spin? Yeah. This is fun.
2: I know. This is
0: great. Okay, here we go. Number 19. Do you have it?
1: No, I don't have it. I don't have any of the numbers.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> you're not happy, about it. Uh number nineteen. Oh, this is kind of uh interesting. Have you ever or do you ever consider emigrating?
1: I have considered emigrating in the past. Um when I finished the Gaiety I wanted to move to Canada. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Like, um we were talking about going to Canada. And uh, I was really, like, even in the gate here, I was like, oh, we're going to Canada, I'm going to Canada, I'm not going to be here, I don't care about Dublin, I'm going to Canada. And then I got working and it just kind of melted away. Then I realised most of the theatre that I wanted to produce and be in was Dublin-based. Mm, mm. Can't do that in Canada. Not yeah. really, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So that kind of melted away. But I do regularly, I'd say once or twice a week, be like, God, I'd like to be working on a beach in australia for a while but it's just not in my plan Mm. i'm saving for a mortgage i can't be disappearing to australia for a year you know but it's just it is the dream i consider it but i'd never follow through Mm -hmm. you know
0: do you think you'll regret that in in years to come
1: i think i will i think i should have gone um i should have gone before college or something i think yeah because now i just i can't Go away, because if I'm odd or not, and I'm an extremist, if I'm going, I'm going for a year. I'm not just going traveling because I won't come back. Right. You know. Yeah. Different. Like I like I wanted to see Thailand and stuff like that, but I know I'll come back. Whereas if I went to Oz, because I have so much like family over there and a lot of my friends moved over there, I might not come back.
0: <laughs> and whenever they do come back on those rare occasions and you talk to them like do you do you get it is there a part of you that's a little bit jealous of like when they're describing that beach life yeah. or the sun or whatever it is
1: yeah i have in my head i'd love to be over one christmas i'd love to do one christmas on the beach in australia
0: well that sounds realistic
1: i yeah i know but it's just you can never plan anything we were just talking about this. you can never plan anything i know around work because every time i book something something comes up It's. I'd almost go and book flights just so I know I'll get offered something and just deal with the money being gone, because every time I go on that website to book a flight somewhere, every time
0: it's unreal. And even like with this trip, I like I the like because I said I did it really last minute, so I I literally booked the thing before I came into you today at half nine this morning, right? So I, I literally haven't even told my agent about it. So I'm gonna give them a ring now after this, but like the temptation to say like. In fact, I know. I will say. It. I'll definitely say. It. I'll be like, "But look, if something comes up, will you just let me know? Will you just treat it like I'm not away, yeah. and then I can make the call?" Doing a and it
1: tape it on a train, yeah, traveling
0: to Europe. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like,
1: oh yeah, we've done that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, but it is. It's so hard. But I wonder, like, at what point do you have to just say? Cause, and I'm, 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 I'm talking to myself here because I'm shit at it. Like, yeah. But at what point do you have to just say, "Yeah, but like, I need a holiday. I, I need a, a holiday Well, I was thinking you know, the phrase I was thinking about today was, "Um, you know, the way people say." And it's funny because I don't know what the answer to this for me is but they say you should you should work to live not live to work.
1: I totally agree. But as well you have to be like But what we do is so all encompassing. I know, I know. But you do have to find separation and I think that's something I'm still trying to learn how to do. Me too. Like I'm an actor but I'm not just an actor. You know, like I'm a daughter I'm a girlfriend I'm a friend I'm godmother sister like you have to really separate and just be like I have to have my life and as much as it's not like nine to five it is just a job Mm -hmm. you know
0: and do you like something i get a real buzz out of like i was saying that (laughs) we were both coming in looking like you know in our our messy (laughs) clothes you were coming from yoga and i'm (laughs) going to play football but like i wonder do you get that i love playing because the bunch of lads i play football with now are like they all work in the civil service they all work in like the department of health or whatever it might be and uh and, I, and they don't really know what I do. Yeah, so And yeah. I and I love that.
1: Like, it's nice, isn't it?
0: I love that.
1: It's nice because I And think I
0: lie. If they ask me what I do, I don't <laughs> tell them I'm an actor. I just don't want to... I don't want to have that conversation. Do you know what I
1: mean? <laughs> I love going up to... um um, My... <laughs> my cousin, So I call her my sister. We were ridiculously close. We were brought up together. I love going up to her because she's always just like, you're still doing the acting? And she's like, when are you going to, like, you know, like have a baby? And when are you going to do this? And when are you going to settle down? And I really like like, it used to really be like, oh, for fuck's sake. But now I really like those conversations because it's just, she doesn't take it too seriously. And I like that, you know? Yeah. Like, muggles. I love being around the muggles.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's something. There's. I think that's a nice thing. That's kind of what another thing I'm looking forward to going away. Even even sometimes if I just cycle by a bunch of people I don't know, I get a little bit excited. Because <laughs> like sometimes Dublin feels so small. It's so small. And especially, like, the circle that we might exist in is, is very small. It's Yeah, you know so there's something like there's something really like i guess for one of the first times i probably always toyed with the idea of moving to london i I don't think canada yeah doesn't jump out is
1: london emigrating
0: well there you go i mean she
1: kind of just feels like a bigger dublin doesn't it yeah maybe like you're yeah i because of course that is something i really am interested in um but it doesn't feel like emigrating if it's london
0: yeah, I yeah. know, and I well like especially because I mean, there's again, there's just so many Irish there, as well. Yeah,
1: and it's like you'd I'd get from here to Tallinn the same time as it take to fly to London. Totally, Do you know what I mean.
0: And then, so in terms of so you're saving for a mortgage.
1: I'm saving for a mortgage.
0: How is that like? as in because that's not something that I've. Properly, it's kind of the thing. It it's that funny thing of like, you know, my dad, my broach the subject with me every now <laughs> again, or sometimes my dad's friends actually funny enough that I was like, and how how do you do that? And I'm like, well, it's really difficult as an as an difficult. actor. Yeah. So I mean, now obviously, like, I think correct me if I'm wrong because I don't know, but I mean, obviously, being on a soap and kind of still being ar- around that, does, yeah. it, is, does that make it a lot easier? Because you can say, I mean, the money is is reasonable and whatever, and you can say. Can be consistent if I need it to it be. Can it can be
1: consistent, yeah. If you if you're smart with money as well, it's it's more the money I'd put away is usually in bulk. Sure. You know, um, because you have to. I was paying rent as well for a while. Um, it is all bulk kind of savings, which does make it hard to get a mortgage. You know. Yeah. Still, and as soon as like the I think. Working in the gate now, it was like 18 straight weeks. Well, it will be 18 straight weeks where I have something coming in every week. Mm-hmm. That's the first time that's happened in four years. Really? Yeah, you know, like it's always been like week on, week off, week on, week off, two weeks on, six months off. It's really um, unregular. And um, that was one of the things that kind of scared me when I finished up in RTE.
2: Mm.
1: I was like, them, them bulk payments are gone now. Like, I'm going to have to work like get hard or make work quickly
0: so in order to hear, they paying you like on a monthly basis
1: every two weeks you get paid every two weeks yeah. okay yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah right yeah i mean it's that is scary that is the nice thing about about theater but then like there has to be then that thing when you go back to like theater money versus tv money where you're like this i like oh it doesn't you know you're like a day equals a week no I'm, not, I'm exaggerating a little bit maybe do you know what i mean not no. by much like
1: no not by much yeah yeah
0: Like so it's so especially if you work in theatre like to get a mortgage is just so it's yeah it feels you know really tough
1: I know and you're always like I think you just land one big film gig yeah you could just buy an apartment especially if
0: you're not if your partner you know is is creative as well if they're not like if they're not an accountant or even a nurse or a teacher or whatever it might be you know
1: yeah you don't have any stability
0: yeah it's it's hard so how do you make your case when you go into like have you gone into banks and had conversations
1: yeah i have um i went in a couple of months ago and they were kind of like okay well if you go on this payment scheme in six years you can have a mortgage you know
0: so so you have to prove that you hit all them payments is it yeah because my
1: credit's still good still good but uh (laughs) it's not as it's not a nine to five constant job so it's not great yeah you know but I definitely will be able to plead my case yeah and uh, I'm still hoping get one big payment totally and can just skip all that and just buy something I know <laughs> I know you live in hope Tom.
0: Live yeah in yeah hope. yeah no I know I know I know and it's it, but that is the tricky thing then and then like if you have a mortgage right then how does that change what like things like you know trips to Australia or Canada or L- or even yeah. like going to work in London because yeah. I mean you can't you can't you have really to sublet yeah, you would.
1: Yeah. Like, every time I kind of, because I do, like, in my head a lot, I'm like, but what if, what if, what if, what if? And my dad's always like, sublet. You can sublet. You can always sublet. Yeah. You know? So, because yeah. people are always looking to rent, you know? And you only need to cover your mortgage, which is less than most rent, I, know I, th- I found. That's the mad thing. I couldn't believe that it's when crazy. I... It's
0: crazy. Like, it's actually significantly <laughs> less than... I know. Like, like uh... Yeah, because like, rent has just gone so crazy and it it's so frustrating because you just are aware like I've never missed a month's rent like off acting work ever like and yeah. I don't have a day job and I've never missed a month's rent and then when you realise that I'm actually paying like hundreds of euro more than what like my parents would have for a mortgage for a nice house, like a perfectly nice yeah. house in a perfectly nice estate, like in the suburbs. Do you I know what I mean? On
1: the drain when you think about it. Just don't even add it up because I did recently and I was so upset. When I went in for the meeting in the bank as well, they were like, so uh, how many like coffees would you get a day? And then they're multiplying all that up. You're like, oh my God, I'm literally like blowing my nose with money.
0: Do they ask you that?
1: Yeah, well, they can because I was just, I wanted someone to help me kind of, Know where to put everything in place for the future, like, but they can. They can be like, so that many cups of coffee. I'm, I judge. I can multiply past twelve, so I'm not going to try. But uh, forty-eight <laughs> cups a day. I do. <laughs> it's close to that.
0: Oh God, oh, the stress of it. It's so stressful. Right, let's do another spin before having an anxiety attack. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, <laughs> just ruined your day's <laughs> yoga. You know what I mean? You came in all zen, and I fucked it up with talking how many coffees you have. Okay, here uh, number fourteen. Do you have it? I do. No, I nice have one. it. I have it. The excitement is tangible. I know. Okay, you're gonna make a push now. Try get those, get those, uh, get those other five going. All right, number fourteen. Do you consider yourself? We kind you of touched on that. Creature of habit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, so even are you ritualistic in terms of your prep for, say, going on for the snapper?
1: Yeah. I 100% am. Um, I like to have my hair and stuff done even before I go into the theatre. Right. And if I don't, I'm just like panicking. Like even like at the half hour call, if my hair isn't done, I'm like literally panicking. Yeah. I always have my broccoli. Although I switched because I was drinking a Monster every day. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. It's awful. It's a terrible idea.
2: Mm-hmm. I literally
1: was like, why am I so panicky? Like, why, why am I so hot? Like why do I feel so nervous? Why am I trembling? Because you're drinking a Monster yeah. a day. You know, like if I <laughs> if I needed to get through, yeah, grand. But like, I did
0: that. I did that a few times during our run as it's well. It's
1: hard, like because you're just. Like, but then you get used to that kind of like lovely energy, but the fake energy. Mm-hmm. So now I've one brocket a day. Um and but even little things like I I went into Boots last week and I spent obviously like I haven't been drinking so I'm saving loads of money. Yeah, you I did went off drink totally. Yeah, yeah. So I went in like I'm not. Tea toweling mm-hmm. but I'm just not really drinking. Yeah, no, sure. You no, know, I'm not saying never, but I'm just saying not yeah. right now. I did that for six months. And yeah, like, it's I really good. This. Yeah, um, I went into Boots and I spent a hundred quid on like vitamins and skincare and stuff, and I was like, this is what it feels like to be a grown up, and I like it. But even that now, every morning, I'm just like, okay, those two tablets now, and like those after my breakfast, and I'll always have like my cup of coffee and. Like even down to shopping, if I don't do my shopping on the day, I won't eat for the week and I'll just get to for a week. Like I know that's extreme and I'm <laughs> trying to work on it, but it is, it's really like all or nothing with me. Like yeah, yeah.
0: It's funny, it's funny how our brains do that, you know? Yeah,
1: you're, you're like it's when you're hurting yourself as well. Yeah, because C-
0: logically, like, if, if we've been logical about it, we'd be like, yeah. oh, I, d- I didn't do it on Monday, but that, that's okay, because Tuesday's here. Yeah. And I can do but it. I'm but I'm just like, nope, yeah, no, no, yeah, I yeah. to wait
1: till next week now, sure, I might as well, like, just get loads of takeaways, you know? I, I
0: feel you. And so, <laughs> w- and then in terms of, like, other little, like... Like and and what do you think it is? Do you think it's a control thing? Like, do you?
1: Yeah, I'm a control freak. And I so, like, I absolutely admit that.
0: No, totally. And I think as well. Well, like just going back to what you were saying with all the uncertainty with like work and stuff. That mm. when you can control something, you want to fucking control it. Yeah. You know because i wonder if if you are right because sometimes i feel like that with some of my friends who ha- do have those jobs that are a little bit more stable and they do know where they're going to be in six months and they know at nine they'll be there and at five they'll leave yeah like that then they're kind of looking for spontaneity and they're looking to break habits and yeah yeah they're like looking for like that. the, the random yeah whereas like we don't know what we're doing so we're always looking like just living uncertainty yeah
1: yeah it's
0: funny right let's give another spin <laughs> Of
1: Even if I get time. one more, I'll be happy.
0: Number 43. No. Okay, no worries. Number 43. The question is, have you ever or would you ever consider seeing a fortune teller?
1: Um, I have, actually. Have you? Yeah, yeah, I have. How
0: was
2: it?
1: Um, Good. I think, uh, like, mm, I'm kind of pessimistic. I'm growing more pessimistic as I get older. Mm. I'm becoming my dad. <laughs> yeah, my mom's really into them. And um, a couple of people in my family actually kind of um, practice that themselves. Wow. Yeah. But it's something that I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a black sheep. Maybe it's because, I, as I said, I, I'm just my father's daughter. But uh, I think, obviously, my family can never do anything on me because they know me too well. But anyone I've gone to see outside, I'm just like, but you could say that to anybody, you know?
0: Like So what sort of stuff were they
1: you know oh like you're you're going to travel yeah well you're looking at me and saying like i'm like in my 20s you probably am going to travel you know yeah. oh like a well deserved holiday is like coming up yeah because it's m- like march and and summer is coming like you know what i mean like um oh you'll find something that you really like or you know like a, a really funny guy is going to come into your life well yeah cuz like i love funny guys i'm not sure whether it's going to be a partner or a friend well, yeah. You know, like I just anything you're kind of just like, Oh, stop.
2: Yeah,
0: was you know,
1: I think I I think that I could I've actually thought about it before. I had this idea floating around in my mind, um, of doing an interactive show like that. Mm-hmm. Like having the questions and like doing a fake kind of medium
0: mm-hmm.
1: show. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I've thought about that. Not, not, not that. But it's just such a theatrical idea. Yeah, like
1: like I think it'd be a very good way. Like Darren Brown's doing it, but a more kind of um, staged version of it, like as in a theater version of it. Um, like I think he kind of shows as well. Like I'm not a huge fan, like of Darren Brown, anyway. But I think the stuff that he does show is like you're saying, really random things, like. And then, especially the ones that like talk to ghosts and stuff like that, like the clairvoyance. Like, does anyone here know a John? Yeah, probably. You know, it's always kind of like, if you say fucking Vladimir, he, like, he who's going to know him? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, I just think that it's just all very circumstantial.
0: And was there anything that was said in one of them that, you know, with hindsight, you were like, oh, fuck, that actually, there was, there was something to that. that. That was specific enough. That was accurate enough. Yeah. Could you tell us about it?
1: Um, yeah, I remember going to meet your manor telling me there was like three guys in my life, and the way she described them, um, those three guys were in my life at different stages, right? But like down to like physicality and everything, really, and their personalities. But then I'm just like, is that just three different guys? And am I looking for that? Was I looking for that? Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, was she describing like three archetypes that kind of just fit? Yeah, yeah, because what they're what you mean.
1: T- comple- three completely different guys. Yeah. You know, when it was like first boyfriend, second boyfriend, third boyfriend. And that has kind of happened. Right. But, um, yeah, I think I'm just looking for that.
0: And when you, like, did, did had you, like, pre-booked, like, how did it work? Did you, like, just rock into this random fortune teller somewhere? Or did you, like, call in, book an appointment?
1: No, it was actually someone that my my aunt um is a medium. And it was someone that she knew that just kind of done, like, tea leaves and stuff like that um but like some like some people came out like i went to it like some family and some of them were like oh my god she's brilliant and i was just like maybe i'm just like a shit person to read i
0: am be sure there are people that are way easier to read than others
1: yeah i, I think so i think as well because i was very like what go on tell me where are you yeah whereas like whereas my mom's like oh my god, really yeah yeah that's so true i'm like how did you know that whereas i was just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm okay <laughs> so she's probably like, just get out, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're wasting me time. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> you funny. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But me. I remember I went to one medium before, and I was only like 19 or something like that. And it's like terrified the life out of me. She was telling me that like this like little boy ghost had attached himself onto me, like in a hospital, like, and he was like always with me, and like I st- that made me start hearing things and all in the night and
2: yeah,
1: um. I remember then like another one of my aunt's friends done like this weird kind of like cross the spirit over, kind of like, mi- not like an exorcism, but kind of felt like that Yeah. before. Like, and it's just something in my head. I'm just like, Jesus, did that actually happen?
0: And so <laughs> did like, oh, sorry.
1: I know, I know. She said there was, a little, said there was a little boy, boy ghost that like attached himself onto me in a hospital. And then I was like, oh, well, I was in hospital. like Well, my granddad died. That was the last time. So I was like, "Oh my god!" And I really started to believe. And I used to, like, be like, "Like, should I talk to him or what?" She was like, "Yeah, you know, um, I don't know why, but he's attached himself onto you, and this is his name, and um, you know, he's harmless and stuff like that." But I told my mom and dad, and then they started to be like, "God, I feel like I'm hearing things upstairs, like because I was in the attic." Mm. My mom's really into all that, mm. so uh, <laughs> oh my god, I feel like a psychopath saying all this. And then, um, like, my mum started to get really concerned. And I started getting really kind of... I, I think I did start to believe it a lot. Right. And um, then my mum, like, my aunt was like, oh, we can, like, do this, like, get the spirit to kind of cross over. And they came into my room and, like, lit loads of candles and done this kind of, like, trying to talk to him to cross them over. And I definitely felt scared. But it just feels now, like how did that happen it, it's just one of those memories because I was so I was really young like I'm just like god that was a bit mad
0: have you ever seen something
1: I think we all think we see things yeah yeah but I don't know like I've never actually seen like a fully thing thing in front of me I think that you see things but I think that it's just like energy mm-hmm. you know I don't I don't believe in ghosts like shaking chains and stuff like that I do believe that like energy goes somewhere but I don't um I don't think it's like ghosts see through people
0: do you ever think about like where your granny might be now that she's passed away or like where we go? When yeah, we I,
1: I do think though sometimes and it's probably just because I want to think it like because um, like I, I live in that house again. So um, like, do you know when you get those weird, you get those weird goosebumps after you've been outside in the cold and come into the heat? And it's like, it's like warm goosebumps. It's not like the ones where your leg or something is dead. It's that really warm feeling. Mm. Like every now and again, I get that. And I I like to tell myself that it's not my body probably having some sort of like breakdown mm-hmm. or spasm. I like to tell myself that that's her, you sure, know, yeah, yeah. like, Yeah.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. No, totally. And w- what about then? Because i was thinking about that. One of my favorite things about working in theatre is that there's like go. Every theatre has a ghost story. Oh I feel yeah, like.
1: we have the grey lady, and like everyone is like banging on about her
0: in, in theatre. On in the, oh, no, the gate.
1: Yeah, in the gate, there's the grey lady. Oh, will you t-
0: tell me about her? I don't know.
1: I don't know much about her. I know no one seems. So I think um, it used to be an old hospital. I think I asked Caramel that plays Mrs. Burgess, um. So like, I think this used to be an old, uh, like, nurse's course for a hospital. So she was, of like, an older nurse and obviously died in the building. But, like, there's been times that, like, people have been upstairs and I heard footsteps or, um, like, doors are, like, slamming and things are gone missing mm. or moved. And everyone's just like, that's the great lady. That's the great lady. And uh, especially because we're working with the kids that play, like, the rabbit kids. And uh, it's really fun when they're like, I'm not going up there because it's the great lady. Yeah. Or we'd be like, be careful up there and now. like The great lady might be up there. If anything goes wrong, the telly or the monitors or anything, if anything happens or anything electrical happens involved in the show, where I was like, it's the great lady.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Like, yeah, uh, like the, 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 the stage manager and the, or the, I don't know what exactly she is, but like the resident stage manager yeah. or, or whoever it is, like she was telling us stories and, the Olympia and Ferga is her name and That she looks
1: really like there's a lot of stories in there, that building uh, for some reason. Yeah, I'd I'd say I'd yeah. say
0: like it's just like they're just old and they're beautiful yeah. and like
1: It reminds me of like a haunted jewelry box. A big giant haunted jewelry box.
0: Totally. That's Do you a know what I mean? that's a perfect description yeah. for it. Um but she was saying that like when she took over from Oh, something, some brogan she took over from yeah. and, um, but apparently like loads of stuff was happening, like and like kinda dangerous stuff was happening that wasn't really? like there wasn't like any stage crew, like there'd be no one yeah. there and then she was constantly hearing someone say her name, like Ferga, Ferga and it was coming from the stalls, it was coming from backstage and she I oh, know, like, that's really to creepy. To the point where she would go and she would she would look and she couldn't see anyone and all this sort of stuff. Like it was really like specifically targeted at her and then one day she went onto the stage and just like talked to the theatre and said, Look, I th- let's just say his name was Jimmy, who was there before. Yeah. I think she's like, Jimmy's not coming back. I'm sorry. If this is to do with me, we're going to have to find some way of working this out because I'm not leaving. Isn't it? She was very good about it, yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and and according to her, the, the everything stopped from then on, and n- nothing's crazy. happened since then. This, recently, like, this is recently, this has only gone back a m- months or a couple of years, I think.
1: Yeah, there's definitely some some sort of energy. Actually, like when I was saying I'm pessimistic, I'm pessimistic in that sense as in like the fortune kind of stuff and like the reading people's like palms and stuff like that. I'm kind of like, mm, okay. But when it comes to like, there is definitely something after this, I think.
0: Yeah. So you're pessimistic of when, like, w- when humans try and be the bridge. Yeah. And you're just like, we'd have to be yeah, different things. Yeah. I
1: do. I I think that there definitely is some there. I think some people are more susceptible to it. I just don't think, um, I, a lot of people making a living off it, are the ones that are more sensitive to that kind of energy.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense. Right. Let's give it a spin. All right. Here we go. Number forty-four. Do you have it? No. No worries. Number 44. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received?
1: Um I, my dad is great for this.
0: Yeah. Anything you come back to again and again, like
1: Actually, I uh, recently um I was told the, did you hear the rat race one. I actually only put it up on Instagram there. It's like even if you win the rat race, you're still a rat. Yeah. I love that. It's great. Do you know what I mean? It's like what 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 are you actually trying to achieve? Like, you know, it's still you're still a rock. Yeah, I really like that. And my ma- my dad has great ones, but they're all they're kind of more mushy. But that is that's my favorite. I kind of have a new, m- like mantra, kind of like every couple of weeks now. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Like, as in, do you like advice? Do you ask for I, advice?
1: I don't ask for, it, but I I'm willing to accept it when it's handed to me. Sure. You know.
0: Yeah how are you how do you feel like are you comfortable giving advice
1: only if it's something that I know what I'm talking about sure
0: you know yeah yeah and do you feel do you feel for example more qualified like would you feel more qualified to give acting advice or like love advice
2: Oh,
1: acting advice, I think.
0: Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, maybe, like, not like acting as a whole. Maybe it's like, oh, you want to start your own company. I've done that. I can give you advice on that. Totally. You know, or if it's someone being like, oh, I'm finding it really hard, I'm like, well, I can give you advice on that. Yeah. But if someone was like, oh, can you give me advice on, like, you know, like how you got this? i like, no, because I'm just chancing my arm. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really funny when, like, th- when those kind of conversations, like, you know, might happen i mean i suppose they're rare in ways but it's like once i feel like you find your path in like yeah. the industry and i mean as you said it's like it's like week to week to month to month to Absolutely. year to year do you know what i yeah. mean it's not like you know it's like you can be working because that's kind of I suppose how like working actors judge it, is how much you're yeah. working you know Um, and it's like you can work on women but like it's like once you find that path to that job like that is taken now and no one else can really follow that yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. you've done things your way and however yeah. that's going good or bad like that's your way
1: yeah because every character is completely
0: different totally you know?
1: Like it's day to day, like one day you could be just like, oh my God, I want to quit. And the next day you're like, I want to get cast in three gigs. And then you might get cast in that. And then you might not get cast again for another year or two. Mm -hmm. You know, like I just think it's so specific to certain like characters and projects. Mm -hmm. Like it's so difficult. Like no one fits into everything. No matter how talented you are, I just don't think anyone like fits into every single box, you know.
0: And then in terms of like. You know, in terms of then, you know, we were talking about earlier with um, if you're, if you're looking to buy a, a mortgage or whatever, and mm. you are, you know, like let's say a professionally creative person with a lack of stability, with like, yeah. and not like a, a person who does have that bit more stability, who might do something different. Yeah. Um, what what about the other side of that? Like the the actual like just being in a relationship with people who are in the same industry as you like do you find a comfort in that or do you find it difficult can it get competitive or is it always just supportive
1: i think you can either do or you can't like can you really be jealous of someone like uh, like i i could never be jealous of some of it being in a relationship with an actor because you're never going to go for the same parts you know you understand the game like you know like the most that's going to happen is like what a stage or a screen kiss what does that mean like kids kiss kisses are nothing do you know what i mean um that's that's as far as it kind of goes. And you have to have like a lot of trust and stuff, I suppose. But um I think the hardest part of like being with someone that's in this industry as well is the ups and downs because you would feel a little bit of guilt being like, Oh well I'm sorry for work now for the next year and you know they haven't landed a gig. You do feel like some things are kind of like um I can imagine are out of bounds, you know. Mm-hmm. In the sense of what? Like, oh, I don't want to go home and talk about how brilliant my day was. I also don't want to go home and moan about how shit my day was because they'd probably like to be working right now. Yeah. You know? That's that's so true. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point.
1: I think, it, like, you need to have, like... You need to be very, like, sensitive to the situation mm-hmm. if you're going to be in a relationship with an actor. I know, like, a lot of my friends are doing a great job at it. Um... And they make it work, and there's like just 100% support there and understanding, and that's how it works. You know, but I think you have to be cut from a certain cloth, sure, to be able to do that.
0: Do, do you come from a place of like, do you think it's more so in your experience? Has it been the opposites attract or that like opposites? Yeah,
1: yeah, 100%. Really, yeah, interesting. I couldn't be with someone like me.
0: Have you ever been with someone like you? No, right?
1: I couldn't. I just, yeah. I, I'd be like, oh no.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny
1: it's it'd just be a very very clean very structured very um uptight relationship I think
0: so you need someone to balance like a, a little yeah, bit more I, chilled I, I
1: like f- I like I like someone that's chilled and has like can really calm me I yeah. suppose because I, I am like 90 miles an hour
0: yeah and do you find then that oftentimes you're the person then who has to kind of be like giddy up to the other person nearly like to yeah, yeah. yes I do yeah <laughs>
1: All of the time, in any relationship.
0: <laughs> Gosh, that is so funny. But it is amazing how, like, people do need, like, counterbalances, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I see that with my mum and dad, like, do you know what I mean? Like, s- yeah, there's yeah. same d- with my parents. Yeah. My parents
1: are, like, com- completely the opposite. And that's maybe why I've gone for the the really funny, really kind of chilled, um, spontaneous person, because I'm very by the book.
0: It's really weird, like, you know, it's something that we don't really talk about. Like, maybe it's because it, it sounds embarrassing, or it sounds a bit odd but like how you learn about love from your parents yeah you know yeah and like i'm sure to like whether you like it or not like how you learn how to be a parent from your parents yeah you know it's really it's really odd like because yeah like to bring it real base like but like you know the way (laughs) like something happened to me like relatively recently where uh i had started seeing a girl Mm-hmm. And I introduced her to m- one of my friends, and he was like, "Yeah, she's lovely, but like, are you aware she looks really like your mum?" Oh, and
1: stop I it! You can't. And I was that, like, I kind of was a little yeah. bit
0: like, I kind of was. And I was like, <laughs> that is like, but like that that is so. It's just such a fucking weird thing, cause like, I yeah. c- he was completely right. It's just a weird thing. It's I don't know why so I'm telling you this. It was just looks-wise.
1: I actually go for people that are the uh, absolute opposite of my dad. Yeah, I go for oh, this. This sounds embarrassing. I go for people with my mom's coloring. Right. She'd be quite fair. Yeah. Um, blue eyes and stuff like that. And then my dad is like really, really sallow. Like oh, I look like my dad. Mm. And um, but I like any guy I've gone out with has certain traits, whether they be like r- like um, more or less like my dad as in like the sense of humour and like people pleasers um you know, that kind of like really, really kind, but maybe to their detriment. Sure. That's that's the kind of like I like guys with a big heart.
0: And do you so do you do you think you do have a type?
1: I do have a type. Personality wise. Right. And sometimes looks wise.
0: And like do you have you ever have you ever not uh, Conform to that type. And yeah, I did. And and what was what was that like?
1: Um, <laughs> it didn't last. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 yeah it would have been my shorter relationship. Yeah. Um, because I like doing long stints. Uh, yeah. No, I d- no. I I do have a type. I do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> right. Let's do another spin. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Number eighteen. Do you have it? No. I'm no eight. Ones. Ooh, it's useless. it was so Um, Number 18. The question is, uh, what's the greatest lesson you've learned about acting?
1: Um, the greatest lesson I've learned about acting, Um, there's always another job. There's always another opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that we do always think, like, this is the one. But it's never going to be the one. It's never going to be enough. Like, regardless if, like, you're working on stage in the Abbey and then you're like oh I've made it now like you're gonna be hungry to get somewhere else Mm. you know whether it be like a film what comes out like you might do one big film and never work again Sure, you know you might do loads of little things and keep working but you never get that big film I think you just have to like understand that it's never gonna be the one like we have a career that we can do until like past the age of like we don't get a pension but past retirement like mm-hmm. we can keep going as long as we want so when are you going to be happy you're always going to want something more I think that's why we do what we do we are hungry for something more and I don't think as actors we're ever going to be fulfilled you know
0: yeah I mean it's one of the things yeah you're right because the ceiling always moves yeah there know? is
1: no ceiling it's, well, like that's, it's yeah, it's just infinity you're always like I want more <laughs> I want more and the more success you get the more success you want mm-hmm. you know so to be realistic um as well, my dad. Um, I will give one of my dad's quotes. Mm. He's a brilliant man, and um, one of his quotes when I started off was "never hurt anybody to get where you want," and I think in acting that is like so important, you know.
0: Yeah, there was some. Oh, it was um, a woman. Who, uh, I'm pretty sure she won best supporting actor or no best act, best actress, and I can't remember what it. Oh, I can't remember who it was, but that that was. I think that was her. Her speech was. I'm so glad. Actually, maybe it wasn't a woman. I d- someone who won an Oscar, right? Some brilliant person. Some brilliant person, and they said, but I'm so glad I didn't have to fuck anyone over to get this.
1: Who was that? <coughs> was that this year?
0: I don't know. Was it... I don't know. It was in the last, like, three years, definitely. Yeah, that
1: sounds really familiar.
0: Yeah. But I, I but I just remember being like, Jesus, that is a fucking wonderful thing to be able to yeah. say. You know, I I think I could say that now, and I'm like, I never want that to change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Because... Yeah, like, and there's something lovely as well. Like, I don't know, I'm sure you've had the experience where, like, you know, you might have been able to tip someone off about an audition or a thing, and, you know, they go and get that, and, like... But that that just
1: wasn't for you, Exactly. But, I mean, and and it's a lovely feeling
0: to see someone else go and do it, do a thing because yeah. th- there was uh, th- exactly like that there was something that wasn't like and it, it literally physically wasn't for me yeah. but i was like jesus christ and i thought of my friend this yeah. would be perfect for them and they're a little bit you know disconnected from the initiative and, and i gave them a shout about it and ended up getting it and it like you know catapults them into yeah. doing loads of stuff and it was a lovely feeling it you is know a what nice I mean? feeling and you kind of just
1: the best person always gets the part you know like i honestly i've never like heard someone got something and being like I'm so jealous that should have been me ever yeah just like fair play to them yeah you know
0: totally I mean anything else just becomes like it's just a waste of energy isn't it if
1: it's anything else you're in the wrong game you know like all that like if everyone was because I think everyone is really supportive in this industry like you'd find it hard to come by a lot of people that are out to hurt people totally you know because everyone understands we're all in a very vulnerable position yeah so what better way to like all survive than to raise each other up
0: yeah big time you know right let's do one more
1: right of me one of my numbers is gonna come in. alright
0: out. here we go fingers crossed it's number 49 oh That's I'm so sorry beautiful I'm so sorry <laughs> number 49 uh, oh this is kind of a nice way to finish actually uh, if you could choose one person to interview who would it be
1: Judy Dench I love her I just love her amazing I love her
0: yeah, yeah. any idea what the first question might be
1: Can we work together? (laughs) (laughs) Straight out, I have this much money aside. I had saved for a mortgage. I will give it to you. What can we do together? (laughs) Do you
0: know what's such a gorgeous film? (laughs) Filomena.
1: Oh my God. She's brilliant. She's just so. There's something. She reminds me of my grandmother. I know, like, she didn't when I was younger, but she has a similar look to my grandmother. Like, my grandmother's such a lady. I don't know whether that's something to do with it. Mm. Um, but she's just, God, she can just really just flip from like stage to screen and everything is just so different. And she's so comfortable in herself as a woman and her body and her ability. And I just, she just exudes like warmth and confidence. And that's, she is who I would like to be. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yeah. 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 Amazing. Well, you also exude warmth and confidence. Thank you so much Thank for you, doing Tom. personality videos. <laughs> Will you do me a favour? Will you tell people if you have any social media, any Instagrams, Twitters, and also maybe a little bit about The Snapper and where they can find it and how long you're running to all Um
1: Yeah, stuff? so The Snapper is running until the 15th of September in the Gay Theatre. And, um, yeah, all the tickets and all can be booked through their website. I'm just about to direct a show called Hero starting in Smock Alley um, the last week in August and then we're going on a national tour around Ireland and... Um, Really excited about that. Brilliant. And then, yeah, that's the only thing we can talk
2: about now.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amelia Stewart, thanks for being present. Thank you bingo. so much. Sweet. so guys that was the lovely Amelia Stewart playing personality bingo with Tom Warren Amelia if you are listening thank you so much for taking the time to do it I really 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 appreciate it as I said go and check Amelia out in the snapper it's been such a success tickets are flying out the door I've been lucky enough to get in to see it and it's just brilliant I mean the cast is incredible Simon Delaney Hilda Fay, uh, former guest of the show Kate Gilmore I mean it's just littered with talent um, and get in and see it uh, they're a lovely gang of people as well and um, we should be supporting uh, Irish theatre like the snapper by our very own Roddy Doyle Um, as I said just finished up the of Copperface Jackson musical it was deadly thanks to everyone who came and seen that I'm going off on the holidays now doing some interrailing so fingers crossed uh, I don't know I don't die or something while I'm away do you know because that's always the fear isn't it Um, so uh, fingers crossed you come back in a couple of weeks um, but we'll have personality bingo coming to you right the way through so do not Worry about that. As always, a massive thank you to the incredible Erin Lindsay for mixing, editing, and producing this podcast. And she's an absolute gem, and it wouldn't be possible without her. A huge thank you to Leah Moore and Anthony Manley for the deadly theme music, to Connor Nolan for the beautiful artwork, and as always, to Alan Bennett and Paddy O'Leary for having us as part of the Head Stuff podcast family. Uh, It's such a joy to be here, and. um, to be amongst such a lovely company. Uh, as I said, we'll be back next week when the excellent Anya Ilira plays Personality Bingo with Tom Miller.